Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week opposite the main podcast, we bring you a short form podcast of YA book talk across a wide range of topics. Um, This week, I thought that I would talk to you about two really great YA books that are queer retellings of classics. Um, Now, obviously, classics and fairy tale retellings are not new when it comes to YA, but there have been so many great queer retellings of classics that are actually set in the time period that the classic takes place in. And I think that that is really fun, especially since we don't tend to see a lot or as much of um, historical queer YA. And I'm always down for some of that. So I'm going to tell you about two books. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Yin Press, your favorite publisher of Japanese manga and novels. Tragedy unfolds on the first day of spring when a train derails at Nishi Iwagahama Station, changing the course of hundreds of lives. Two months later, a rumor spreads of a ghost with the power to send others back in time, inevitably attracting those who seek a chance to go back to that fateful day. The God of Nishi Yuagahama Station by Takeshi Morase is a moving story about the unpredictability of life. It aims to comfort tired souls and answers the famous question, what would you do if you had a second chance? Told through the eyes of a student, a son, and a bride-to-be, this heart-wrenching novel is a reflection of how grief impacts us and what we must do to pick up the pieces. Don't miss this literary debut full of fabulism and time travel by Japanese writer Takeshi Murase. To learn more, please visit yinpress.com. And thanks again to Yin Press, your favorite publisher of Japanese manga and novels, for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Diana Dixon has a busy summer and no time for tall, gorgeous hockey player Shane's shenanigans. Because you know what? If they shenan once, they'll shenan again. So she thinks she knows exactly who he is when he moves into her apartment building. But turns out Shane's sick of hookups and tired of being on the rebound after his long-term girlfriend called it quits. But when his ex comes back into the picture, he needs a plan. And who better to play his new girlfriend than his sassy new neighbor? So a fake relationship might be perfect for Diana's own ex issues, but Diana is used to living by the rules. Will she learn that when it comes to love, rules are meant to be broken? Make sure to check out The Dixon Rule by L. Kennedy. L. Kennedy is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author with over a million copies of her books sold. So this is going to be another banger, y'all. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so my first pick is Most Ardently by Gabe Cole Novoa. And this is a retelling, if you can't tell from the title, of uh, Pride and Prejudice, which, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm a huge fan of Pride and Prejudice. So this um, book is set in like the early 1800s, and it is a book that recasts the main character of Elizabeth Bennet as Oliver Bennet, a trans boy who wants nothing more than to be able to live life as himself. And that is a little bit difficult, though, when his entire family, except for his older sister Jane, thinks of him as a girl and expects him to do all of the things that the other Bennet sisters 
um, are supposed to do, which, you know, knowing Mrs. Bennett means she wants them dressed in their nicest dresses and smiling pretty and, you know, getting suitors so they can one day get married. Um, so this is obviously a special kind of torture for poor Oliver. Um, but things get interesting when one night at a, a public assembly, he meets Darcy. Darcy is there with his friend Bingley, who of course takes a shine to Jane. And Darcy is rude and he's abrupt and he is just like unforgivably, um, you know, impolite. And everybody's like, Ugh, who is this guy? And uh, yeah, Oliver's not impressed either. But then the next day, Oliver goes out dressed um, as himself in his boy clothes. And while he's out and about, he runs into Bingley and Darcy again. And they don't recognize him from the night before, but they just um, strike up a conversation. And Bingley and Darcy, you know, they, they think of Oliver as, as just another young man that they meet while out and about. And so um, Oliver gets to know Darcy that way and sees a completely different side of Darcy. But of course, um, he's also just kind of like living in fear that one day Bingley and Darcy are going to put two and two together and realize that um, Oliver Bennett is um, also somebody known as Elizabeth Bennett and um, then his secret would be revealed. Um, so there's a lot of really great tension in this one, especially since we've got like the, um, you know, I guess sort of secret identity. Um, but there's also a lot of angst, of course, because Oliver really just wants to live life as himself. And as he realizes that, um, you know, it feels so good to be recognized as a boy, it becomes harder and harder to play act at being Elizabeth. Um, we have a lot of like original characters in this book. Um, you know, there's the Collins character, the Caroline character, a lot of those um, characters make an appearance. And uh, this was just a really interesting twist on this classic tale. Um, and it's not one that I've ever, you know, read anything similar to this one before. So I really enjoyed it. So that is Most Ardently by Gabe Cole Novoa. And my next pick is Escaping Mr. Rochester by L.L. McKinney. And this is a retelling of Jane Eyre. Um, and I have to say, I love Jane Eyre. I can recognize now, though. Um, unlike the first time I read Jane Eyre, I'm like, oh, okay, I can see now how it's like, you know, maybe a little bit problematic. Um, so first of all, if you've never read Jane Eyre, there's going to be spoilers as I tell you about this book. Um, but at the same time, it's Jane Eyre, so you probably know some of these spoilers. So um, this book is about Jane. Um, she really does not want a husband, but as a young woman in the world, she also knows that she needs to find a job. She has to make her own way. That's a little bit more difficult because of her position as a young lady. Um, but she lands a job as a governess at Thornfield Hall. And Mr. Rochester is her new boss. And he's young and he's charming and he's handsome. And, you know, Jane's not really interested in him, but she discovers pretty quickly that, like, he has a darker side to him. So she needs to be careful around him. While she's there, um, you know, she's not there very long before she notices weird sounds and strange happenings at Thornfield Hall. Like, it's just, you know, something's obviously up. Um, and that is when she discovers uh, Mr. Rochester's secret. 
which is in his attic, he has a wife and everybody calls her, you know, crazy, um, which is, you know, not a good term, but um, that is what um, she's being billed as. And Jane discovers the truth, which is that Bertha is essentially trapped in this horrible marriage with Mr. Rochester, and he's locked her up in this attic because she will not um, do what he says, essentially. Um, which, you know, fun, fun aspect of the Victorian time, let me tell you. But, um, you know, now she's trying to rebel. She wants to get out. And now she has an ally in Jane. So Jane and Bertha have to come together and figure out a way to escape from Mr. Rochester because he has all the power here. And he has like all this charm and charisma and people think that he's like this wonderful, great guy, but they know the truth. And as they're concocting their escape plan, they start to fall for one another. So I, you know, the first time I heard about this book, I was like, I must have it. It sounds so amazing. Um, and I'm so, yeah, so excited that it is now out. So that is Escaping Mr. Rochester by L.L. McKinney. And that is it for me. Um, I hope that you have a great rest of your week. Um, Erica will be back next week with more fun bookish stuff. Thank you so much to our sponsor for making this show possible. And thank you to our audio editor, Caitlin Brain, for making us sound great. Um, and thanks so much to you for listening. Um, until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.